1: Hey, everyone, Matthew here, and I wanted to let you know that two-time Spilled Milk guest Becky Selingut and I have written a book about an adventure that we took in Tokyo. It's called Not One Shrine, and it is a humor book about food. So if uh, you're the kind of person who likes food and comedy, you might want to back our book on Kickstarter. And to do that, all you have to do is go to bit.ly slash not shrine. We went to Japan. We didn't visit one shrine. We just ate a whole lot of stuff and made jokes. Thanks so much for your support.
0: This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and all your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code SPILLED at checkout to get 10% off Squarespace. You should.
1: I'm Matthew, I'm Molly, and this is spilled milk, the show where we cook something delicious. Eat it all, and you can't have any
0: today. We are talking about garlic bread,
1: yeah, is
0: it Italian? Is it American? It's garlic bread.
1: I think it's is it italian American? I think yes,
0: yeah, I think I think that is the answer,
1: okay, yeah, so um we've we've got a couple of different garlic breads sitting between us at the table. And, uh, and we're going to taste them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I, it seemed like I, I had a tone of voice like I was going somewhere with that. But when I got to the part where I, was, were... where I was supposed to be somewhere, I don't know where I am now.
0: <laughs> well, let's go down memory lane because oh, I feel like, idea. I think especially for people of, of our generation, Matthew.
1: What what would you call our generation? Are you know, we?
0: I feel like we're I guess we're Generation the, X. I think we're on the cusp of X and Y. At least maybe your X because you're so old.
1: I'm having a strong sense of deja vu. We had this exact conversation before. Maybe we're of the generation where we have the exact conversation over and over and forget that we did it
0: last week. Uh, no, I have always thought that I was really kind of on the cusp. Wait a minute, X, something y. I just let something go by. You're, you did you
1: just say that you think I'm of a different generation than you?
0: Well, I do feel like you grew up listening to very different music from what I grew up listening
1: did to. Did I really like what? <laughs> All right. I think I won that argument.
0: I think you did, too. Anyway, OK, so we're of the same generation okay. established I mean, that
1: the last time we talked about music on the show. We determined that you that you're a Bruce Springsteen fan and I'm not. That guy's pretty old. So I think I think if we're of different generations, you're of the older one than me. That's so what I'm trying Bruce to argue. Springsteen
0: is not like my number one favorite artist, though. I mean, like, let's let's get down to it. If you had to say right now, who is your favorite musician? What's your favorite band?
1: Uh, Bell and Sebastian.
0: Okay, what the, I feel like that's like kind of like older school. I'm going to say Slater Slater Kinney, which for some reason I always want to say Slater Kinney because that is how it's spelled. Ladies, seriously, can't we like agree that it should just be Slater?
1: I think um I'm not positive of this, but I believe uh the first Bell and Sebastian album and the first Slater Kinney album both came out in 1995, is that right?
0: I yes. I I,
1: I think, think. Think? I think we may have just learned that we're more alike than we ever knew. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Well, anyway, uh, so anyway, what you've always thought you were Generation X? I think, well,
1: one time I heard someone say that Generation X was people born between 1960 and 1980. I don't know if anyone else has ever defined it that way, but it, those seem like nice round numbers. And well, I- this
0: this kind of makes sense because the other the other day Brandon and I were having some conversation, and he was referring to himself as Generation Y, and referring to me as Generation Y too. And I've oh. never felt Generation Y, but. He was born in 1981.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Whereas I'm 78.
1: You're God, 78 years I old. Sh-
0: yeah, I'm 78 years old. Like
1: Grandpa Simpson, that we were—that was a different thing. That was a
0: different, <laughs> was a different, <laughs> different recording session, Matthew.
1: All right. Okay, so okay, let's so, talk about garlic bread.
0: Do you? Oh, often- but what I was going to say is that for people of our generation, I think that this was like a totally normal part of like the American dinner table. Yes. I don't know if it still is. I don't know that it was like from our parents' generation. But, you know, like uh, garlic bread, it was like a thing when I was growing up. Oh, for or, like, sure. Olive Garden. Olive Garden like brought garlic bread to the masses.
1: And in fact, when I was shopping for frozen garlic bread today, one of the things they had in the freezer case was Olive Garden brand garlic bread.
0: Which I hadn't thought about really for a long time until I said it just a second ago. But I, I do remember. I mean, they're tasty, right?
1: Oh, I'm sure they're tasty. The thing I realized. Wait,
0: have you never had an Olive Garden breadstick?
1: Oh, yeah, I've, I've absolutely had an Olive Garden breadstick. Okay. Is is the Olive Garden breadstick the same as garlic bread? I mean, they are, they're garlic or breadsticks, right? I think. I think that's a form of garlic bread. I
0: think it is, too. Because we're going to talk let's just, about... Let's just call it what it is. It's garlic bread. Should
1: we Should we move on? Well, I haven't done my memory lane. Me but, neither. But, okay, fine.
0: <laughs> Go on.
1: Well, you said it was a big part of your generation's uh, table or something.
0: Yeah, so I just remember that, uh, you know, wherever there was pizza wherever like sl- there is
1: pizza slumber
0: party or, you know, like some sort of, you know, like when you're playing softball or whatever, you know, like a little team party, there'd be pizza. <laughs> I like and, the
1: dance that goes with and this. And no one can would see be, it but me.
0: There would be like garlic bread or garlic breadsticks or garlic knots. Although I think those were more of an East Coast thing. Like I think Brandon grew up with garlic knots.
1: I know what garlic knots are, but no, they, they weren't a big thing when I was a kid.
0: No. So I don't know. I just feel like whenever you were eating pizza, which is it's weird because it's bread and garlic bread is bread but I feel like there was always like garlic bread on the menu at like Domino's or whatever whenever you went to like the local Italian American place like a Buca di Beppo kind of experience there had to be garlic bread
1: and I think, I mean, it's because they've got all the ingredients there and it's even cheaper to make oh than my pizza. Gosh, so
0: cheap. And I remember always seeing at the local grocery store, which when I was a kid was Skaggs Alpha Beta. I think, what is we, I think we've talked about it before. <laughs> yeah. I
1: think I would remember if we had said the word Skaggs on the show before. <laughs> Skaggs
0: Alpha it, Beta. It sounds like a cross Oklahoma between City. Scabs
1: and Slags.
0: It's pretty great, right? So Skaggs Alpha Beta was bought by Albertsons. Okay. But anyway, when I was a kid, And my dad was always the the grocery shopper in the house, and we would go to Skaggs Alpha Beta, and uh, they always had garlic bread that, you know, was kind of a big, long, like, uh, batard-shaped loaf.
1: I'm sure they described it as a batard. That's
0: totally how they described it. Uh, And they would sort of cut it across its equator and spread it through. Thickly with butter. Which is and, kind of what I've done here with, herbs, with the garlic bread today. And uh, and then you could buy it like that. It was all kind of smooshed into plastic wrap.
1: Oh, nice. So you you would buy that to take no, home? No, my
0: parents never bought it.
1: Oh, wow. And apparently this, this still eats at you years it later. It does.
0: It does. So, yeah. No, my parents never bought that. And I... I think my dad probably like made homemade garlic bread a couple times. It it was not a big part of my childhood at home. It was more like something that other people had that I didn't have.
1: Well, as you, as you said this, like, uh,
0: holding back tears,
1: I'm, I'm, uh, you're holding back tears and I'm, I'm holding back. Like, I I feel like in my brain, there's like an inbox of like things that you triggered as you were talking about your, your memory lane, uh, garlic bread. Don't they have a
0: word for that now? Like, uh, like, like this is going to be a, Trigger, trigger story or trigger uh, warning, trigger warning.
1: That's that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not I'm not about to like, you know, talk about something horrible that, that may upset people. I mean, I don't think <laughs> I, I don't was know. just
0: wondering if what I said was horrible and upsetting. No, to you. no,
1: no, no, not at all. It just g- gave me a lot of ideas. It sparked joy is oh, what it did.
0: Great. So I, I basically what we're doing here is this is a podcast about. The Marie Kondo <laughs> method of, of walking down memory lane. Yes. You're just looking for things that spark I, joy. I walked
1: down memory lane. I picked up you. You spark joy. And so I didn't <laughs> throw you on the skag heap. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, well, okay. I, I do remember having garlic bread as a kid. and I remember there, and I assume this is still still the case, that there's like a fundamental divide in garlic bread morphology. Oh, and my
0: God. Wow, I love that you've just used the word morphology. And what
1: I'm talking Please about, of course, is the ways you can bake garlic bread. So, so like like you said, you slice it down the, the equator of, of the loaf of bread and you spread it with garlic and butter and, and salt and, and stuff. Parsley. Parsley. And then when it comes time to, to bake it, you can either put the halves back together and put that in the oven so it just gets kind of gooey and melty in the middle, Mm. or you can split them apart and bake them with the cut side up so it gets crusty on top.
0: And that's what you have done today. That
1: is what I have done. I am not a fan of the gooey, mushy-on-the-inside kind. I understand why that must be some people's garlic bread perfection, but for me it's like, why didn't you crisp that shit up?
0: Does it get crispy around the outer edges? Like the, the part that, yes, that it is does. exposed to the heat.
1: Yeah. Anything that's exposed gets crispy.
0: I think I might be into that then, because you might have I this, like, made some. You might have this like gooey, buttery, soft, uh, you know, the cottony part of the bread. And it would be sort of like cradled in this like hot, crustiness. I could be totally into that. i I could see you could get like this this texture contrast and this like juiciness.
1: But you know what it is for me it is it goes straight back like to the the scary part of memory lane for me, which is that I did not like butter as a kid. I mean, I like things oh, made with butter. But,
0: I didn't know this about you. But like,
1: you know, when I was a kid, like, like one of the thing, one of the many things apparently that that terrified me was that I would have to eat like a piece of bread just spread with butter. Um, <gasps> which, poor which Matthew. I, I'm fine with this now. It's still not my f- most favorite thing, but I'm totally fine with it. But that that like, you know, melted butter in the middle of the garlic bread was a little bit too close to like plain butter for me.
0: Oh, okay. This this is explaining a lot to me. So. I didn't realize that you had this issue with butter as a kid. I was just, I was re-listening. I had
1: so many issues as a kid.
0: I was listening to the grilled cheese episode, which came out a couple years ago. Yeah. Sometime in 2014, I think. I listened, that sounds right. I listened to it recently, actually. Was that the
1: makeout episode?
0: episode? Uh, yes. I think that's the Starlight Mints one. Right. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the no, one where I... we talk about making out. That's oh, that the caramel, caramel corn. corn. Right. No, this is the one where you talk about Lori's turn-ons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great. I'm so glad we brought that up again.
0: <laughs> anyway, and we talk about re-recording audio.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. Anyway, uh, you talk about your mother's version of grilled cheese, which she called surprise cheese. Yes. Uh, in part because as you would, like, lift the the sandwich to your mouth, or, you know, this cheese would sort of dribble out the bottom. Oh, like Surprise! That's,
1: that's my turn on right there.
0: <laughs> um. So... How did you feel about that melted cheese as a kid? Because, like, melted cheese, I think, has a kind of sometimes skeevier quality than butter. I mean, I, wow, like, it, no?
1: I loved melted cheese.
0: Okay. All right. It was just, like, just butter. Like
1: most kids, I think. I don't oh, know. I loved butter. If Do you think if you went through the show, okay, wait, I've got it. If you went through every episode of our show and wrote down every time Molly said she hadn't done something that everyone else has done <laughs> yeah. on her column, and in my column, write down something I say I didn't like as a kid, which column would be longer?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: someone, someone get to work on that.
0: I think that it, we're probably going to be tied. Because, so. you know, that's just how we are today, Matthew. We're just, we're, we're the same.
1: We're grooving. Our wavelengths are, are inter, inter-wingling.
0: Uh, we're like Avatar, <laughs> we're, my wait. ponytail. About to m- meld with your beard. <laughs> I
1: didn't see that movie. Is that something that happened in that movie? Oh, yes. <laughs> so Someone, no, what? Someone's ponytail melded with a beard. They would like, they would, they would like hold their
0: braids together. That was how uh. they had sex. They held their braids together and like the hairs intertwined, and it was like this ecstatic experience for both of them that would result in like a lot of heavy breathing and flushing and and and. Uh, Ec- ecstasy. Now, uh, what I know, like in that movie, like
1: someone like goes to like the planet with the gri- blue people. Uh, it's
0: like Pandor- Pan- planet Pandora or something. Like,
1: do they go for the purpose of experiencing this like special hair treatment? No. <laughs> Is this something you could get at the salon?
0: It, no. Um, you can get it with a bottle of VO five yeah. hot oil. <laughs> as, as usual,
1: we're we're uh, we're bringing you uh, material based on the latest movies. <laughs>
0: You can be a, an absolute code idiot. Yes. Or what's the uh, code monkey? Is I, that a good thing? Is it a, a, good thing a, code is code a good thing to be a code monkey? Okay. Yeah. So code monkey is like you know a ten on the the web coding I knowledge spectrum. What's a zero? The
1: opposite is a code rhino. You just you just like
0: <laughs> you just poke at things with <laughs> you your horn bust through there
1: with your horn and just destroy <laughs> everything in your path, <laughs> regardless of which zoo animal you are. You are going to make a beautiful website with Squarespace. It's got responsive design, so it looks great on every kind of device.
0: You can, uh, if you if you sell things online, if you need like an e-commerce site, you can do that there. I mean, my gosh, if you're a restaurant, you can have a restaurant website on Squarespace.
1: If you're a restaurant, you can have people uh, <laughs> eat directly off of your website. That's how clean the code Ooh. is.
0: And if you sign up for a year, you get a free domain.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. such as uh, coderhino.com, which I bet <laughs> is already taken. Uh, so, uh, Squarespace is incredibly affordable. Plans start at eight bucks a month, but uh, you can do better than that because if you use the code SPILLED at checkout, you are going to get 10% off your first purchase.
0: That is right. So, ready? Ready!
1: Squarespace.
0: You should. So let's talk about what we've got here today, because I really need to start eating this. Yes, yes. So. For sure.
1: So I got some Pepperidge Farm Texas Toast, which is uh, bakeable slices of frozen garlic bread.
0: Mm. Oh, so I that's always, quite good. That is really good. So I always thought Texas Toast was just like thick bread, almost like that Japanese bread that's like, it almost looks like it's straight out of a cartoon.
1: It's both of those things. It is. I mean, it's the thing you said and the thing you were about to say. Which is it's also garlic bread made made with like a thick soft bread.
0: This is so salty and wonderful.
1: It's got it's got garlic powder for sure, right? Mm. I didn't put garlic powder on mine. I, I think, like
0: garlic powder. I think a garlic lot. Garlic
1: powder really has a place, doesn't mm-hmm.
0: it? We use garlic powder in the Jersey salad dressing at Delancey. Nice. We tried to use fresh garlic, and it just isn't right.
1: Something something I wanted to talk about that I can't remember if we if we ever talked about this like on the uh, gar on the garlic episode maybe which is. Uh, this uh, garlic pizza recipe that I make sometimes that mm. is really as much garlic bread as it is pizza because it's, uh, it's a pizza crust and like like a, a refrigerated supermarket pizza crust, even like the, the kind in a tube is perfect for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you make a, a topping with uh, olive oil and, uh, and chopped garlic and MSG and garlic salt mm-hmm. um, and just slather it on thickly and, and then some mozzarella cheese. And and you just slather it on and bake it and it's like the most garlicky thing.
0: Will you will you post a link to that?
1: Yeah, for sure uh, on and, the
0: old website.
1: Oh, and that that recipe comes uh, comes came to me from a friend of the show, Spilled Milk Listener Kate Lyon in Boise, Idaho.
0: And you didn't share that with me.
1: I don't know. I I, I thought maybe we talked about it before, but I guess not. Anyway, it's so it's so easy to make like you can I eat an enormous amount. I think this
0: episode is over now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, it turns out we're from different generations after all.
0: <laughs> I just ate that entire piece of texas toast and that was so good. Did you just like mm. drop this thing in your in the slot of your toaster? Like how do no. you how do you make this magical thing?
1: In the oven. I love um, this. But, it, I mean, it's not hard to make. You can put it in the toaster oven for five minutes. I think this minutes. is, like,
0: probably filled with garbage, and I love that about it's it. Great. It's great. so good. So okay. So, compared
1: to that, mine is good, but it's not garlicky enough.
0: It looks, yours looks a little dry.
1: I think the texture is good, but, and I, I don't want to blame the recipe for this. I think I probably didn't use as much garlic as it called for.
0: I should have tasted yours first. Yeah. Yours has more of a bitter flavor from the garlic, and I fear that it's, that the garlic has burned a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think I overdid it a little bit. That's cuz we were trying to record ads while it was baking.
0: Mm. mm. So tell me about this one you made.
1: So this one I made, which is very good if you do it correctly, which mm-hmm. I did not, mm. comes from uh Adam Reed, uh mm. and uh
0: for ad- the <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. Listeners, write in what you think Molly just <laughs> Uh, yes, that's right. That's right, Molly. Adam Reed <laughs> is the author of Thoroughly Modern Milkshakes. <laughs> over over years and years of, of being your friend and doing the show, I've learned to translate. <laughs> We've come up with a with a strange language that we that only the two of us speak that no one else can understand, like twins. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you have a thought and I can hear it across town. <laughs>
0: what was i thinking earlier this morning
1: oh you really want me to tell everyone about that
0: <laughs> yeah tell them
1: um you were thinking uh we uh we're out of spaghetti no no what were you thinking
0: no. i don't want to talk about it okay great Uh <laughs> Anyway, Adam Reed,
1: author of Thoroughly Modern Milkshakes, formerly of Cook's Illustrated. Um, he actually developed the Cook's Illustrated garlic bread recipe, but this is his updated version, which uh, was published with some great variations in a Boston Globe article, which we will link to from SpilledMilkPodcast.com. I think this is still pretty good, I'm, but yeah, it is I'm really burnt. busy here. Okay, chew- crunching. Yeah. So tell
0: me about it. Does it have butter or olive oil or both?
1: It has butter, and I think, I think butter is kind of a defining garlic bread characteristic for me.
0: I agree. I think that um, it needs that sweetness. Like you know, garlic yeah. is, is so pungent in a wonderful way, but it needs that sweetness. That's part of like the balance that makes garlic bread so good.
1: Um, and mine also has a little cheese. I think a little cheese is great. Um, I think I think you can go overboard with the cheese, and it sort of becomes cheesy bread rather than garlic bread, mm-hmm. which is not bad. Mm-hmm. So. Earlier, uh, when we were were traipsing down memory lane, you talked about how garlic bread is often served as like a side to things that it's not very different from. Uh Uh-huh. And I think that it kind of explains why I don't eat it that often because, you know, I realize – at the same time, I realize it sort of makes me a horrible person to say this. Like, I don't really want a side of garlic bread with my spaghetti. I feel the same way. But – So I was thinking about what do I want garlic bread with? Mm -hmm. And I think the answer is chicken marsala.
0: I have never had chicken marsala. Oh,
1: we have got to. Okay, score score one for you. I think we're even for this episode. So, I didn't like butter. You've never had chicken marsala.
0: Okay, so chicken marsala. I, I thought you were going to say something about, like, uh, one of those chicken things that's, like, pounded and breaded. Is that what chicken marsala is? It's or is pounded chicken but not piccata? Breaded.
1: Uh, Chicken piccata is floured but not breaded. Um, mm. well, so, okay, tell me about chicken like, marsala. Chicken milanese is, is pounded and breaded.
0: Wow, you are a wealth of Italian American knowledge. Thanks. Do you also know things about the Mafia?
1: Oh, do I? Uh, I know things that I can't say on (laughs) on the air. Okay. About about uh, the family.
0: Okay, great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, when when we've been doing these memory lane segments, and I've been talking about my family, I was actually talking about the Mafia this whole time. (laughs) probably shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you just actually ask me something? Because I don't remember what it was. I don't okay, remember great. either. So I so now now I'm going to... Well, first of all, I've determined that this this Pepperidge Farm Texas toast is great. I want to make some homemade chicken marsala and eat it with some Pepperidge Farm Texas
0: toast. You never told me what chicken marsala is. <laughs>
1: Got it. <laughs> chicken marsala is uh, sautéed chicken breasts in uh, marsala wine sauce with mushrooms, button mushrooms. It's
0: oh, great. Oh, that does sound really good. So you could use the garlic bread to sort of sop, sop up it. the sauce and And the garlic and the sort of butteriness I imagine would be a really nice vehicle for the Marsala mushroom situation.
1: It'd be a nice vehicle.
0: Um, I feel like I could get... I could get behind garlic bread and like a, a good bowl of minestrone soup. Oh, I feel yeah, like that sure. is a match made in heaven. Why does garlic bread always show up with spaghetti? It's just weird. Like I, so my spouse, when we have brunch out in the world.
1: When brunches, when we have brunched.
0: When, when we go brunching, a brunching, we will go. <laughs> uh, he likes to order pancakes and... And a side of hash browns, which for me kind of pushes Mm. the same buttons as like garlic bread with spaghetti. Like Mm. I, you know, I I think both of these things that he orders are delicious, but I don't want to eat them together.
1: What do you want hash browns with? Eggs? Eggs. I think I agree. I don't think I usually do pancakes and hash browns.
0: Yeah. No, they both push this like starchy button for me.
1: Yeah. But some, but, but for some people like, like, uh, you know, getting, getting like three starches on the plate that's a good day Mm -hmm. and and then i you know great you know what what pushes my buttons may or may not push yours and but we can still be members of the same generation Mm -hmm. but but we still have to go to war against members of other generations apparently all right uh oh you said
0: you would like Mm. to tell me about a
1: special garlic Uh, bread
0: i wanted to tell you about this so there's this restaurant in new york called torisi and i haven't been there in a couple of years admittedly but Uh, they at least used to serve this garlic bread. When you sat down, uh, you would be presented instead of just, you know, with like bread and butter, bread and olive oil or whatever, you would be presented with warm, freshly pulled mozzarella in a little pool of olive oil. That would be in a little bowl. And then on a plate next to it would be like the most perfect garlic bread I have ever had. Super garlicky, just like, you know, fatty enough, but the most wonderful thing about it is that it had um, like a, like a tomato powder, like dehydrated oh, tomato, wow. and you wouldn't have known that unless uh, like I went to Torisi a few times because I was like really obsessed with this.
1: You were you were like on the case. And
0: you can like really if you if if you really look for it, you can totally tell the tomato is there and there's some parsley and whatever, but it's it's basically like dehydrated tomato ground to a powder on garlic bread with a little bit of parsley. It is so. Good. Okay,
1: I want to understand what you're I saying think, here. I
0: think there's a recipe out there in the world well, Let's for see it, if we, we can
1: find that, okay. that recipe. I want to understand like what what you're saying you did here. You, are you saying you went back to the restaurant repeatedly to figure out what the powder was? And like on the third visit, no, you cracked I went, it?
0: No, I went back to the restaurant repeatedly because I loved it. Okay. Uh, although I, I still, for me, the very best part of the restaurant was sure. the mozzarella and the garlic bread. But anyway, I went back multiple times and Brandon went with me a couple of times. And it was between the two of us that we finally figured out that it was tomato powder. Brandon's way better at sleuthing this stuff than I am. I'm kind of like, oh, this tastes good. And what do you think like, would have oh, happened? Let's see what's going on here. If
1: you ask them,
0: oh, I think they might have told us. Okay, <clears throat> all right, just checking. Yeah, that would be too easy.
1: No, no, I understand the the satisfaction of a successful sleuthing. Is a is it, would you say a sleuth or a sleuthing? A sleuthing. A well,
0: uh, sleuthing. We will go.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, I just thought of a uh, nostalgic garlic bread from my past that uh, uh, that I didn't uh, talk about during the Memory Lane segment, which is the garlic bread that came with the Roundtable Pizza Midnight Special when I was in college. Ooh. So starting uh, every night at 10 p.m. when I was in co- college in Southern California, the Roundtable Pizza, um, for $10, you could get a large pizza – And uh, two sodas and two garlic breads. The garlic bread was terrible. amazingly
0: cheap. I can't get over it. That's so great. They
1: sold so many millions of these things.
0: Wow. Okay, so what shape was the garlic bread? I remember it came
1: in like a greasy white bag, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) like all good things do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was sort of... It, it was like sandwich uh, – like presumably the things that they – the buns that they used for sandwiches at lunch, they turned into garlic bread at dinner. Okay. Um, and Did
0: you ever order the midnight special and they were out of garlic bread? Never. Oh,
1: okay. I mean not wow. that I remember. They must have
0: really they, – they must have been really dialed think, in with their quantities. I think
1: by law they should have had to – they would have had to shut down at that yeah. point I mean, if you don't yeah. have running garlic bread at your restaurant. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. All right,
1: so uh, is that going to do it for, for garlic bread? I think so. All right, I'll, I'm going to finish my Texas toast, but I am so thirsty right now. I forgot <laughs> to bring water over to the table, <laughs> and I've just been putting putting basically spoonfuls of garlic salt on my tongue for the last 22 and minutes.
0: It has been great. Awesome.
1: You can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com, where we will post links to the uh, gar- Adam Reed's garlic bread recipe and possibly the Torisi tomato powder garlic bread.
0: And your garlic pizza thing.
1: And my garlic pizza thing.
0: Yeah, your garlic pizza thing. And uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Spilled Milk Podcast where you can tell us about your I don't know, grilled cheese, stuff that you haven't done before or stuff you didn't used to like or stuff that sparks joy for you. Or
1: which members of your family are in the mafia.
0: Yeah, tell us all about it. Yeah,
1: you squeal. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh you you can uh, leave us a review on iTunes that's very helpful. Something something we uh we've possibly never mentioned is that if you live in a place where possibly we have fewer listeners than in other places like uh you know we we, have, we, we hear from people in, in say, Scandinavia. Uh, we get boxes from people in Colombia, that sort of thing. If you're in one of those places and you leave us a review on iTunes, it really goes a long way because, like, the U.S. iTunes reviews don't necessarily show up in those places.
0: Oh, is that true? Yeah,
1: it is true. Wow. So, so, so if you
0: live outside the U.S., please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. Yes,
1: I guarantee we will love you forever.
0: Uh, for sure. We already do, but we're going to love you even more.
1: We're going to love you double. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. We'll make you an offer you can't refuse, free podcast. <laughs> I-
0: I'm Molly Weisenberg.
1: And I'm Matthew Amsterberg.
0: Ahoy!
1: Ahoy. That's how, isn't, isn't ahoy how Alexander Graham Bell wanted people to answer the phone? <laughs> Really? This this is what I've heard. I don't know if this is one of the, I, I haven't snoped it, but uh, I've heard Do you that, mean
0: like the, what is Snoping?
1: Uh, snoping is when you go to Snopes.com to see if something is true or not.
0: Wow. So could I go to Snopes.com and find out, like, if I masturbate, will hair grow on my palms? Yeah, exactly. Or. I could or just, you just try it. I and could see what just happens. try it and see.
1: How's it work? How's it going so far? <clears throat> so far so good. Palms palms look pretty clean, which can mean one of two things.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play Devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's you did it. You stumped this charming devil.